everybody, this is Tiffany Weber. I am an attorney at Thomas & Weber in Mooresville, North Carolina, and this is the North Carolina Real Estate Show, where we like to uh, talk to anybody who will listen about the real estate law process. Um, if this is something you're interested in, then God bless you. We're just like you. Uh, this is what we like to do all day long. And today I am... crazy. <laughs> maybe I like to do it. I don't know about this, about Tana. And speaking of... Our special guest today is Tana Garrity. She is our most senior paralegal at the firm. And uh, you've been doing real estate law for how long now? Since 2003. That's a long time. That's a very long time. And that wasn't, and you did um, foreclosure work before that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, just real estate law. (laughs) Since I graduated college. And I didn't even want to do real estate when I graduated. (laughs) I slept through that class. I slept through that class. That was the most boring stuff I'd ever experienced. I couldn't tell. I mean, it doesn't seem like you slept through it because you basically taught me to practice law. <laughs> basically, Ben Thomas told me uh, one way and then you would sneak and say, that's actually not <laughs> the way to do it. So today our topic is um, what happens from the time you sit down at the closing table to the time that the deed is recorded? So this is a little bit more of a deep dive. We've done an episode on the the closing process from the time you send us the contract to when we record, but we want to get in a little more granular about, okay, this is the most exciting part of the process. We've actually signed and everybody is anxious to either get their money or get their house. So what has to happen to make that possible? Um, So I'll kick it off because we're going to start at the signing, which is my part of it. Tanner does all the other hard work in the closing, (laughs) and then I just get to go in and have fun with the clients. Um, And I admit that to them. So you ask any buyers that, you know, and if I walk in the room, they say, are you Tana? I say, oh, no, she did all the hard work, though. (laughs) So at the closing, um, if the parties are attending closing, which is certainly the preferred method in North Carolina, just because of the, you know, all the different notary requirements and just making sure that it proceeds smoothly, you know, the parties are going to show up in our office. The first thing you're going to be asked for is your driver's license. And that's because we have to be able to verify your identity as a signer. Uh, You'll be seated in a conference room and then the attorney will come in. And if you're closing at our office and I'm doing your closing, the first thing I'm going to do is make sure we've got accurate contact information for buyer and seller. Um, Because sometimes things get misspelled or sometimes people have given us their spam email address the number of times that has happened it's like meeting somebody at a bar yeah so I, I like to ask it this way especially if if we've got a couple that's buying or selling together I ask them which one of you is better at answering the phone because I want to call the one that's going to pick up so yeah. uh, and then also um, what's the best email address to send what you sign because then they'll say oh uh yeah, not that Hotmail address. That's where I get my coupons. <laughs> I actually want it to go to this email address. So that's uh, kind of how we kick it off with a little bit of housekeeping. And then the next thing that you know we like to do in the closing process is make sure that the legal description that's being conveyed is what everybody intended to buy and to sell. So usually we do that by showing a plat if we have one. Um, but if not, if we don't have a plat, we'll show an aerial view of the property or something so that the parties can you know, get the visual of where the property is located and say, yeah, that's it. I'm going to digress for just a moment and say why I think this matters so much. And it's because a couple years ago, we got a call from a guy who had bought a piece of property in the mountains of North Carolina. And everyone in the closing process, attorney, agents, 
buyer and seller thought that one property was being conveyed, but it was actually another. And you'd be quick to say, well, how did the attorney not know? Well, the attorney was given a contract for a certain piece of property. Uh, North Carolina attorneys strongly recommend that buyers get surveys. This buyer did not get a survey. So the attorney has to carry out the terms of the contract. Mm-hmm. You know, you signed that you were buying this this legal description. Seller said they were selling you this legal description, but they each thought it was a different parcel down the road. So this buyer goes out there to clear his lot and the true owner shows up and says, why are you cutting down on my trees? Oh my gosh. He this, our buyer, or they weren't our buyer, but this person that called us had bought a piece of property about a quarter mile down the road. It would not perk. So he wasn't going to be able to build on it and there was nothing that could be done. And so he could have avoided this one by having a survey, but it also really made me think about the importance of that visual. Perhaps if he had been shown a visual or an aerial view of the property, he could have said, no, I'm buying that down the way. Mm -hmm. And that could have triggered a red flag to say, oh, well, that's not what this property is. Mm -hmm. So that's part of why, you know, it might seem silly for me to ask you at the closing, is this what you're buying? Is this what you're selling? But that's part of the reason why. Because people looking at a meets and bounds legal description, that doesn't show you where it is. You know, you, you can't look at that and say, oh, that's definitely this corner, that corner, that corner. Mm-hmm. So without a survey, we try to do the best we can to make sure that the property is located in the right place or is where you think it is. Right. <laughs> Not that it's located in the right place, but it is the one that you think it is. So after that, we're going to go through the seller documents. They're going to sign the deed. They're going to sign the lien waiver, marital status, their 1099s or their certification if they have one of those. And usually at that point, we let the sellers go because the buyers have a long list of stuff they still have to do. Plus, in North Carolina, we represent the buyer in the transaction. So dismissing the seller and, you know, finding out how they want to get paid and getting them out of the room allows the attorney and the buyer to have a more open discussion about their questions, their concerns in a private setting. We dismiss the seller, we move forward with the buyer and go through the loan documents. So that's usually the promissory note, the deed of trust. You'll see your amortization schedule, your escrow, if you've got escrow and really just any other documentation the lender requires to be able to lend that buyer the money. So after we've gone through all of the the buyer's documents, which depending on, you know, how quickly the buyer wants to sign and if they're good at listening or if they don't have any questions or whatever it may be, that could be 20 minutes. It could be an hour. Who knows? Um, But we want to make sure buyers get their questions answered before they're done. And after that point, I'm, you know, I've checked to make sure we know how the agents want to get paid. The parties leave our office and I go drop this big old stack of paperwork on Tana's desk and say, please take it from here. (laughs) So what happens once it gets back to your desk? Well, it's not as detailed as what you just went through, but I actually think it's more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We could just go broke from my point of it. But if we go ahead, we get the file back from you, get it ready for recording. Send the and what do you mean by out. that? When you say get it ready for recording, there's certain things. You're, you're oh, yeah. identifying Any, the recorded documents, making sure they're done properly. You know, Yeah, the deed, the deed of trust, if there was any kind of power of attorneys, easements, agreements, or anything we had to record. We get all of those ready, mm-hmm. make sure they meet the county's requirements. Then I'm just going to simplify it, but then we cut our checks, you mm-hmm. know, get everything ready to disperse. So whenever they go update the title... Then as soon as it's recorded, we're ready to go. We don't wait till it's recorded to start getting everything cut and issued and send out wires. We just you have it all prepped, 
Yeah. Cindy says, You're just ready to press the button. Yeah, we're just yeah. ready to hit the button. And then, of yeah. course, the post closer takes it and does the back end stuff. But that's pretty much. Yeah. yeah. You prepare the documents for recording. And then the courier is doing that title update. So the title update is the essentially when we get that file in, we're doing a title search from for the relevant time period in the engagement letter. It defines that of how long that time period is. But up until the date that the search is done, Mm -hmm. well, things can happen between the date the search is done and when we're about to close. Mm -hmm. So we have to update and basically do a search again for that relevant time period. So it's not just a quick, you know, we're searching judgments, we're searching outs and conveyances, we're making sure that the seller didn't get a judgment filed on them yesterday. Or take out an equity line. Or take out an equity line (laughs) or anything like that that we didn't already know about from when the search was done. So that, depending on whether the seller was behaving or not, (laughs) (laughs) that could be very quick or it could take a while. Mm -hmm. Um, So that title update has to be done. And then once it doesn't reveal any issues, then we can record. Right. So that's the process of the county um, indexing the deed, stamping it and saying, yes, okay, ownership has passed. Now, heaven forbid we get discover that the seller has been behaving badly and has, you know, something has happened in that time frame. That's got to be fixed before recording because the seller's obligation under the North Carolina contract is to provide clear title. So that's why that update portion is so important. And I like that you said everybody's antsy to get their money once yes. that deed is recorded. So I think while, they might be waiting in the parking lot. They, they, in the parking lot. They're, they're waiting at our, <laughs> the in our lobby. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's, a, it's great to point out that while we cannot actually disperse any money to anybody prior mm-hmm. to recording, that's a law that we're bound by. And if you ask an attorney to give you money for something before the deed is recorded and they say yes, then that, they may not may not be an attorney for much longer right um and you know we we kind of want to follow the rules here so that we can continue doing this business but that doesn't mean that we're not trying to be as efficient as possible right so like you said we have done all that we can so that once that deed has recorded all we have to do is press a few buttons and in a minute we can be ready to have a check up front you Mm -hmm. know yeah you can't get possession of your check we can't actually give you any money or send you any money till the deed has recorded but we are ready to do that as quickly as possible after the deed is recorded just because of our process once everything's been dispersed you know we're we're doing some post-closing things which at that point let's be honest Y'all don't really care what happens closing <laughs> because you own your property now or you've been paid. Um, but there are some things that are done just to get the lender all of their paperwork so that we can get final title insurance policies issued, things like that. But those are really not things that the parties have to worry about right. too much because, like I said, they just, we you just got, you're, you're moving. <laughs> you're moving boxes. You don't really care what happens now. <laughs> so that is, in a nutshell... What happens between the time that you sit down at the table to sign and when you get your keys to your new house? So hopefully that is helpful to explain why recording is not instantaneous. But of course, if you have any questions, Thomas and Weber, Mooresville, North Carolina, we love to talk to people about this stuff. And hopefully that was helpful. We're going to see you on the next episode of the North Carolina Real Estate Show podcast.